Welcome back to another episode of Black Law and Legal Lies, where we tell legal lies. This is one of your hosts, Afro Becky. That's me. And I am also joined by... Justin. And um, I resent that. We don't tell... I don't tell legal lies. Maybe Dan does. And definitely you every now and then when you're a little bit under the influence. But... I do not tell legal lies. I actually tell the truth as I know it. And you can follow me on Twitter at I tell legal lies. Also follow the show for across all social media platforms at Black Law Podcast. And my name is Dan, a.k.a. Mr. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. You can keep up with me on Twitter and IG at I am Dan on drugs. So. If it doesn't fit, <laughs> you must acquit. That's what Johnny said. The famous lines that rang around the world in the O.J. Simpson trial, right? So there was evidence, right? Yes, there was. And the evidence did not support the prosecution's case, right? Yeah, because the absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence. It was absent that day, the evidence, <laughs> because the glove didn't fit. Now, um, today what we're going to kind of talk about here is evidence that ends up missing, destroyed, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. before we do that, a few words from our sponsor, Hurricane Katrina. Hmm. I brought that up. I brought Hurricane Katrina up because I was interested in what happened after Hurricane Katrina where evidence rooms got just demolished, flooded, and uh, a lot of evidence went missing for people that were actually sitting, waiting to go to trial. So now this evidence is gone. What happens? But I started to ask around. I was just asking different people, hey, what did you do for Hurricane Katrina? Did you leave? Did you stay? One person told me that they stayed and they worked at the New Orleans Superdome. Which was an emergency shelter for most of the city. And another person said... I went to the New Orleans Superdome. It's not even a Mercedes-Benz Superdome right now, is it? And it is not going to be because okay. Mercedes-Benz actually pulled their sponsorship. Yeah. So back then it was called the New Orleans Superdome. Mm-hmm. And an- another person said, I went there for a day and I left because the conditions were awful. So I always thought that some of the things I've heard that happened in there might have been exaggerated a little, might have been overblown. So I decided to try to get some more information from people that were actually in there, especially from the person who worked there. And she confirmed to me that it was just as bad, if not worse than what was reported. And there were things being reported like rapes in the Superdome, uh, robberies in the Superdome. And this woman who had stayed behind to work there and help the people of the city that were in need Once they finally closed the Superdome, they stole her car. So, you know, during that time, most state workers and um, workers in the uh, criminal justice system, they were forced to stay. It was either stay or lose your job. So they had to go there. And, you know, I had heard about all the atrocities, but. As I was telling Dan, the things that you hear about what really happened was probably exponentially worse. And basically, the person that we spoke to confirmed it, said 
they were literally stepping over dead bodies in the in the Superdome. And by the time it was all over, I mean, there were no bathrooms, no um, running water. They the the meals were MREs. MREs, Mm -hmm. Right. And then they said they didn't really have places to to sleep. They were putting them on cots and blankets and they didn't have enough of those. And somebody so, bunk checked her. Somebody <laughs> bunk checked her. Stole, like, stole the, the cot and the blanket. the blanket. So the thing is, you never can imagine what people went through. I wasn't in it. I left the city before the flooding. So, but Dan made, you know, he brought it up. And I'm sure a lot of people are curious. Some of you probably already know firsthand about this type of stuff. But what happens when evidence goes missing? Yeah. Um, and right quick too to speak to Katrina, another thing that you don't realize is what people will do when they're desperate. Correct. And growing up back up north, we dealt with the plague of crackheads in the neighborhood, right? But in all honesty, these crackheads, a lot of them were, they they weren't, what, what, what do you call them, functioning where you go to work and you get a mm-hmm. paycheck and you mm-hmm. blow it on. Nah, these was crackheads that were desperate to get crack. So they would do shit like steal car radios. That was a thing back in the day. Still breaking people's houses. Anything. Anything. Right. And then you had people that didn't have any experience with addiction or didn't understand addiction or understand crack. Looking at like these people are just animals. How could you do something? Like one of my favorite cousins. She's um, adopted because her mother was on that shit and her mother would disappear, you know, from for days at a time from what I was told. Actually, I should we should bring her on the show and uh, have a little conversation about that. But it's like they leave their kids for days at a time. Um, prostitution, like anything to get money. Yeah. You right. can't imagine what. And then. When something like Hurricane Katrina happens and it doesn't affect just crackheads, it affected everyone who stayed behind and even the people who didn't stay behind. But the people who stayed behind were fucking desperate. Like you look at all the people and there was debate afterwards when they were breaking into the Walgreens, Mm -hmm. into the pharmacies. Mm -hmm. All the looting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Looting or are you scavenging for supplies? If they were white, much like even today, if they're white. It was scavenging yeah. for supplies. And if they were black, they it were looting. looting. And yeah, we did but see you know, some niggas running say, around with some big screen TVs. and Right. But that just spoke to the lawlessness. And we did have NOPD officers who quit. They were like, mm-hmm. Psh, fuck Not this, doing that. I'm out. Uh-uh. Right. But you know, what's crazy, though, is in, I mean, on a on a previous episode, I talked about people having good and evil light and dark within them and dan made a good point desperation will cause a good person it's sort of like trading places i know karate I, man bruise on the inside we saying? just watched that shit you, becky never saw it until last <laughs> night yep. i've said you know even though you know that was comedy but it is also reality mm-hmm. you know the best comedy makes is made up of reality when you are desperate People say, I won't do, I won't do, I won't do. But until you're in that situation, you don't know what you will do. You know, I had people that shared things with me as a result of, you know, things that they did during Hurricane Katrina. 
And even I said, as they were telling me in my head, I'm going, man, I would have never did that shit. But then I had to, after the fact, I had to stop and think. And it's like, I've never been in that situation. So I don't know what I would have done in that situation. I'm sure that I would try to maintain some sort of integrity and dignity. But when you're in a situation where either I do X and I have a dry place to stay or I don't and I'm out in a flooded street, you know, you might break into a hotel and go up to one of the floors and sleep. You know, you might break into the Walgreens and scavenge for food. If you are hungry enough, because that those people stayed in the New Orleans Superdome for weeks, yeah. some of them, and they didn't have food. I mean, people came to help after the fact. I mean, I'm sure we all remember the images of people on floating mattresses well, walking through the streets. We we do. We remember this. But, you know, this is what got me, too, is let's think of somebody who's 26 years old from Iowa. That Hurricane Katrina was 16 years ago. Mm-hmm. So they were 10 years old in Iowa. Mm-hmm. They don't know shit about Hurricane right. Katrina. They might have heard it in some rap songs or they might have heard mention of it. Right. But that that's what kind of fucked me up, too. I'm like, yo, I was in my early 20s when Hurricane Katrina hit. And now looking back, it's like someone who's 22 now. They were like in first grade when Katrina hit. Let, let's even go back to 9-11. I mm-hmm. was like 17, I think, when mm-hmm. 9-11 happened. Mm-hmm. And now it's like people who are 20 years old. Really wouldn't remember it. They, they might not one. have even been alive. They were one. 20, it's 2001, yeah, huh? They weren't even one. 9-11, 2001. Yeah. So here we are in 2021. Correct. <laughs> so, it's, so it's like, yeah, that, that shit fucks me up. And I'm pretty sure my parents' generation has, they have those pivotal, pivotal, Pivotable. Pivotal we're gonna we're gonna make now nah, a new word. Pivotable. <laughs> pivotable. pivotable moments. Things. Pivotal. Pivotal and memorable. Yeah. Pivotal. Pivotable. Um, like let's say the Vietnam War. Right. Or even the Kennedy some, assassination. Ken, right. Kennedy assassination. Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King assassination. assassination. Right. Yeah. Man, they they seen some shit. They and lots. The Reagan administration. Right. I grew up in the Reagan administration. But I don't really remember shit like talking I remember. about. I'm older than you, so Dude, yeah, I remember. Like, I don't remember the Gulf War very much. I remember but that. I remember, I, I, you know, my sister was called up for it. But. I was about to say, I remember because my dad was involved. So cousin, cousin, shout out to cousin Craig too. He served in uh, Iraq Operation Desert Storm. Oh, mm-hmm. So it's like, and some people who are, who may be listening right now might not get the full magnitude of what Hurricane Katrina, Katrina was. was. It but was y'all go Google Google. If ever Google was, Google is really a time capsule. You Google Hurricane Katrina and you look at some of the images. And like we were personally affected by Hurricane Katrina, not just because we lost everything, but because someone that I worked with died in Hurricane Katrina. Literally, um, because, you know, a lot of people stayed, you know, People say hindsight is twenty twenty, and it is. But a lot of people stayed. But that's because being from New Orleans, the South, really, so many times you are told to leave, 
and then nothing happens. Just like so, last year. Correct. You know, Wrong. it's come. You know, something it's happened last year. They should have told our asses to leave last year. It was like it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, and it never comes. So at some point, you when they say leave, you go mm, nah. It's go skip us like it did before. That, and that's or what, everyone has their own kind of discernment. They're looking at it, and like me, my thing is category two and below. I ain't not moving. Leaving. Category three now. Are we talking, is it going to weaken as soon as it hits land, projected to at least? Because Hurricane Katrina was projected to do a little circle and hit Florida again. Man, yeah, well, nobody, Florida. Right. Nobody knew that it was going to hit Florida, come back out, and then come and hit us. You know, it was like everybody thought it was going somewhere else or we will, we would not bear the brunt of it. So that's the point I'm trying to make. So it was like, we're not going nowhere. So they stayed. And then some people, because a lot on a a lot of times on this show, we talk about social economic disadvantages. Some people couldn't leave. Didn't have the means. You know, they they could not afford to go and stay in a hotel. And the city couldn't. provided nothing. The state provided nothing because even they were kind of blindsided because I remember the day before Hurricane Katrina. Rain they Agen, still had, still had not issued. the issue. mother of all hurricane right this is the one that we've been waiting for but they did not issue a evacuation order you know so it was like the day before right yeah he waited yeah so it's like okay they didn't leave and then you get hit and you think everything is okay and then the levees break and then your city gets flooded and you have nowhere to go you have no help and like i said in that situation Really don't know what I would have done. I mean, I was blessed enough to leave. But said all that to say, the things that people told me that they had done. Man, like, give us some examples. No, it's just nasty, man. It's just wait. <laughs> what kind of nasty are we talking? Like criminally nasty, <laughs> Hy- like hygienically, like hygienically nasty. Some of them were like will make you physically ill because it was like i don't know i got a strong stomach so but anyway like needless to say you know that whole coyote chewing your hand off to escape it's like if you're trying to get out somewhere you will go to any lengths to do so if you perceive yourself to be in danger and you need to get out yeah and so they a lot of things some of it criminal and and you know they talk about it but it's like Anything I have to do to survive. We have very strong survival instincts. Man, so. and when that shit kicks in, too, that I've been, and I was telling Becky this a few weeks ago when we had an episode where Ann was still MIA. Um, you know, I asked Becky, just, you know, general conversation is if she's ever been in danger growing up to where her first thought was, I am in danger. This can be life or death. And her answer was no. And again, we were just kind of contrasting our, our upbringings and backgrounds. Mm-hmm. But I've been in that situation numerous times, even Ditto. as an adult. And when that switch goes off and you recognize this is danger, it, it's like your ability to I don't want to say analyze because you are analyzing. But it's like you it's it's uh, uncontrolled it's, mm-hmm. and uh, analysis. You make split second decisions. Yeah. And exactly. it's not necessary necessarily rational it's what you think at that time is best for you 
So, and that's some scary shit. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, there was this uh, study I was reading because I have what's called sleep paralysis. I get it from time to time where for those of you who don't know, you're kind of in between being asleep and being awake. Your mind is awake, but you can't move your body. And then you start to hallucinate, but your eyes really aren't open because you can't move your body to open your eyelids. So what I found out what happens is, no, it's not a demon. No, it's not. Let let my grandmother tell her it's a demon that jumped on you because the demon's always jumping on people. Grandma, why are they always jumping on people? Um, Your body releases a, a chemical, a hormone pretty much to paralyze you as you're falling asleep. One of one of the things is so you don't act out your dreams mm-hmm. Two is uh, the way it was explained is if you're in a hot air balloon and you're asleep. Right. And then you put a loud like a firehouse alarm right by your head. You will jump out you, the first thing you don't is danger. I don't know what this is. I got to get away from it before mm-hmm. even identify. I just got to get away. Mm-hmm. So that's what that um, that hormone or that chemical does is it prevents you from being able to do shit like that. But. I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, split second decisions, yep. something. Basically, that you don't. fight or flight situation. Yeah, you don't have that. You can't fully analyze the situation. Mm-hmm. You are acting on instinct. Because I said that we have a very strong survival in- instinct as humans. We do. So as Becky was saying, like, if it comes to them or me, It's going to be me every time, no matter by any means necessary to use brother Malcolm. So that that's basically it. And and that's what happened during Katrina. It was by any means necessary. I need to survive. But I mentioned, um, and we mentioned that in the, um, about evidence because during Katrina, you know, especially the city of new Orleans, I don't know so much about Jefferson parish, but I know the city of new Orleans, their evidence, the place where they had the ev- they stored evidence. The warehouse. Sto- well, two places. It was in a warehouse and in, at the in the basement of the courthouse, mm-hmm. which flooded. Wait, so, so the courthouse had a basement. Yeah, kind of, sort of. You know, we call things basements, but it's the lower First level. level. Yeah. You know, the lower level. I was about to say, because I'm like, we're under seawater here. Why would they have a basement? Yeah, no. You know, it's the the lower. We call it the basement, but it's not like your concept of a basement. It's not underground. It's the lower level of the um, courthouse. So it was in storage. And after Katrina, like I said, everything flooded. So after Katrina, you had... Evidence that had to be thrown out because wasn't recognizable. Right. And then you had evidence that was actually saved. You know, they had. And what's crazy is because they have evidence that the law requires that you keep forever. Yeah. They said I was reading uh, some articles they found. So a lot of the more current shit, like. Everything wasn't computerized in 2005. It was not. It is they, now. Right. But they were just getting, you know, kind of off the ground as far as technology is concerned. But a lot of rape kits, mm-hmm. gone. A yep. lot of DNA, gone. Yep. A lot of body fluids, gone. But yep. they did find shit like body fluids from the 70s. 70s, that's right. And it was still sealed mm-hmm. in the bag. Mm-hmm. And, and still liquid. Yep. Like they, they found, like I said, a stuff... 
that has to do with like murder trials, you're required to keep um, DNA evidence. You know, you're required to keep. But we said all that in in the context of if evidence goes missing, what happens to your case? Right. My thought at first would be automatic dismissed because we don't have the evidence anymore. But then thinking about it some more, I'm either going to now I'm not talking New Orleans when I say this. Let's talk just in general missing evidence. Okay, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to try you on whatever evidence I have remaining. And even if I have no evidence, guess what? We still because the absence of evidence (laughs) is not the evidence. We're going to play to the like I'm thinking as a prosecutor, we're just going to play to people's common sense. Yo, this dude was here at this place. There was a dead body there. We recovered a gun. The gun's now missing from dude. I mean, what more you need? So, Beck, what would be your thoughts? I think it would depend on the, you know, type of case. But, uh, you know, it might go the way Dan explained. Or it could go, you know, since there really isn't any evidence to support this particular charge, then the case will be thrown out. I'm <clears throat> so basically there's a little bit of right and wrong in, in what you both said. So it's going to hinge on a lot of things. One of those things being what sort of evidence it was. Was the evidence exculpatory or inculpatory? And let me explain the difference here. That's mm-hmm. what that's what I was about to ask. Is when it would get you off. Kind of like porno. Inculpatory is when it will get you thrown in jail. Kind of like looking through somebody's window and thinking <laughs> you're watching porno. <laughs> exactly right. So, and then, and even then, if it's, because, you know, as far as defendants are concerned, as much inculpatory evidence as can get lost, I need it to be lost, Right. Mm-hmm. because that's just one step closer to me getting off so beating these charges so as far as exculpatory evidence goes it depends on how evidential it is for a lack of a better term is if it's like dna you know what i'm saying we that need that if it's if it's dna that was taken from the rape victim that proves that I was not the person that raped them. That'd be some fucked up shit to lose. That right there is gone more more likely than not. If I have a good lawyer and um, I'm arguing this case correctly, I mean, I'm going to make a motion to dismiss because here it is. This is a linchpin. But- I would hate to walk around as that person who got off on a rape charge based on a technicality. Like when I, if if I ever were accused of something so heinous, I want my name to be clear, clear. Like the DNA says that hey, this was not me. not yo. We lost the DNA, so we had to dismiss the case. Do you know that no matter what, you still are Kelly. You still you still <laughs> walking around peeing on little girls. Are you stupid? Because I mean, look at child. What, what do you call them? Sex offenders, right? Uh-huh. You, we we just got another one in the neighborhood, nasty bastard. And somebody's like, Paul did make a good point about 
people using that just to find people and kill them. But um, and he, that's why he disagreed with them sending, sending those, those out. out saying that there's a sect because they've already served this this is Paul not me ladies and gentlemen they've already served their debt to society or whatever but they haven't and now it's like yo I have a target on me because right, you know me, where I live let me refute that statement mm-hmm. they have not served their debt to society because once you are a sexual offender you are on. Well, you know, we had this. Didn't you we are, have this conversation? You are in debt forever, basically. You, right, because you're on. You're on this list, and there are certain requirements that you have to meet. Now, somebody, and that people, is that is for as long as you are on this list. So you have not served your debt. Now, some of these people, let's let's keep it real, should not be on this list. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say Wait, that, did we do an episode about we didn't, that? We, I think we might have bought it up in passing, but um. The the dude that's 17 years old having sex with his 16-year-old girlfriend, girlfriend and the age of consent is, what, 17 or whatever, having to be a sex offender for the rest of his life or the 18-year-old and the 17-year-old, however, however you make it make sense, he should not be on a sex offender list. Wait, the person, he, didn't, he didn't do anything wrong? He didn't, uh, as we talked in a prior episode, Menscrea, Vic, Vic, <laughs> the Menscrea, the Menscrilla, the, the Skrilla, Skrilla. Yeah, he. If you eighteen, it's reasonable to have a seventeen-year-old girlfriend. And let's face is it, it, all teenagers to have are fucking. A, if, if is it reasonable to have a sixteen-year-old girlfriend at eighteen? Possibly, it's reasonable Poss- to possibly. have a six. Yeah. Is it reasonable to have a fifteen-year-old nah, girlfriend? That's where you draw the line at sixteen. Okay, but if you're seventeen and you have a fifteen-year-old girlfriend, that's reasonable. Nah, I think 16. Well, you just you started this conversation by saying a 17 year old who had sex uh, with his 15. No, I said 16 year old. But I think 16 is where personally me, I'd draw the line 16 because that's the age of consent in most states. We did. I think that's when we talked about is when we talked about the age Mm -hmm. of consent. But that 18 year old, that 17 year old that has sex with their girlfriend that's a year or two younger than not 15, though, you shouldn't be having sex. Shouldn't be, but you also shouldn't be smoking weed. You shouldn't Shouldn't be, be smoking weed. No, well, you can now because that's legal. Not here. Not here. It's yeah, not it is. Medicinal. Exactly. So it's legal. You ain't got no cataracts. Shit, I got a script. What you talking about? <laughs> you ain't got no cataracts. Shit. I don't need Man. cataracts. And the other one, too, is pissing in public. <laughs> pissing in public. Oh, and then the, the, the other. No, wait, wait, wait. No, it is not. Because you are peeing in public. It's because of who it's sees be- you. No, it's because you are flashing your genitalia in public. It's because you are flashing no, your not, genitalia you, if I in, piss public. in public. I'm pissing up against something. I got my back. You are to, still. But wait. So are you peeing in your pants? I'm peeing on a tree. No, on no, no. A wall. Are you peeing in your pants? Is is your genitalia still in your pants? Is it covered? Yes, with my hand. No. <laughs> with my hand. Not at all. If it's yeah. not in your pants, you Do are committing you are committing public indecency. And that you shouldn't be this is my opinion, you shouldn't be put on a sex sexual offenders Why registry. Not? Because. Because what? Back in prehistoric the mesothelioma. Wait, we not in back, the mesothelioma back time. Back in the mesothelioma. This is 2021. And we are Look, we have laws. We yeah. are a society made of laws. Many people break them. Since but the reason why New Orleans. Right. The reason why we have that the whole 
flash you can only do that on a couple of days of the year well that's what i'm gonna <laughs> get know at is in new orleans you can only do that. during mardi gras there's a fucking song about it it's called <laughs> ain't no way to pee on mardi gras day and that is a god's <laughs> honest truth restaurants will turn you away that's not churches true. will charge you Correct, but guess what? They have porta potties. Man, you going one of them motherfuckers? You gonna catch? Was it hepatitis <laughs> or some shit? Man, they so have, you no, gotta go. You gotta go. I'm sorry. Is, no, this is. The, I'd rather the, piss the in thing. public than on myself. Wait, really? And I've you know so how many wait, times so I've pissed rather, outside. So you'd rather potentially get on a sex offender? This list. was before I knew that that was a possibility. But weighing my options, pissing on myself. Or going to find a dark corner somewhere where hopefully nobody sees me. I'm going to have to find that dark corner because right, I'm not so going to piss so on myself on purpose. So you find the dark corner and a little girl wanders over there. I kick her in her fucking head. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. See? I ain't R. Kelly. I ain't going to pee on the little girl. See, that's, the, that's like, the thing. Nah, I mean, but you also have to be uh, cognizant of your surroundings. Spatially aware. Yeah. Like, so if I'm pissing and... Like, I even do this in public restrooms, too. If I'm at a urinal, I hate urinals. I like to use the stalls to piss because I don't, don't want, want anybody looking at you or behind your back. I can't. I, I need to see what's behind me. Kind of like at the restaurant. You know what? You know what that is? That's because you've done jail time. That's because no, everybody. Everybody like that. I've heard say that. They've all done jail time. Somebody that's near and dear to my heart. You're, 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 the exact same member, situation. They any any last person every and i can say this with 100 percent guaranteed every person that i know who says that has been incarcerated in some way shape or form i can't they cannot have their back they can't have their back out to the wind in restaurants any place they go that is a closed in place even at home they do not that's right they do not have their back they need to see who's coming in. Yeah. It's like, that's common Jesus. sense though. That ain't got nothing to do with being in custody. It, of it is. No, it's be, it's because you afraid to get shanked on the yard. You are afraid no. to let your, cause your back is vulnerable. You, and you like when you are urinating or even defecating, you are in a very vulnerable. <laughs> do you know how many times I thought I'd be sitting in my own bathroom? So now you know why old boy was sitting on the toilet so that he would not be vulnerable so that he can nah, see head cause on. you're still vulnerable. But you like, s- but you could see your head on. If your back is turned and you're peeing in the toilet, then Well, it depends on where your door is too. But I've been sitting in my bathroom defecating, thinking about Yo, what if somebody broke in the house while I'm in here taking a shit and they ri- rifling through shit? I might have heard something or whatever. They rifle like going through shit and they're going to open Pinch this door. Pinch it off. And I'm, that ain't the way my stomach's set up, son. <laughs> Pinch <laughs> it off. That ain't the way my stomach's set up. It's like the only thing I have going for me is an element of surprise. A naked nigga come running at you with his <laughs> pants around his ankles. <laughs> like, that's the element of surprise. But yeah, I, like that whole back against whatever whatever yeah man nah be spatially aware and know what's anyway, around you get, and getting back and, to and that whole what section. i was gonna say what i was gonna say though is in a public restroom is as i'm pissing and i learned that women can't do this as well is if somebody is walking in behind me i can cut the stream just stop and i could have had to piss real bad i can cut the stream stop and i'll wait for him to walk by 
and then I'll start the stream. Women again. can cut the stream. I heard it's rough. I heard once y'all, cause, man, y'all be sounding like y'all playing in a pool when y'all be in the bathroom pissing. Really? And you don't? It be like, but you, like you don't, and you don't, and you don't. Nah, you can just hear a stream. Whatever. Like a little creek. But um, back to the sex offender thing, I don't think you should be put on to say, you think you should, honestly. This is this is what I think, because you said, oh, oh, oh shit. This is what I'm, you said. Oh, I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to. I got you now. I got oh, you. you. Dead to rice. You got Dead to rice. So you this think is, you should go on to us? Uh, this is what you said. You said that they've said, well, Paul said they've said they've served their debt to society. And um, this is just a target on their backs. What I said was they have not served their debt to society because we are a society of laws. And the law says that you have to be on this list for X amount of years and with no incident. Every, every time you move, you have to send these things out. You need to you need to let people know. Damn, and it does. I had to look at this. Uh ladies and gentlemen, evidence. Uh well, you can't see us today, but uh I like to exhibit A. I had to Double double look. I, I didn't know if it gave the exact address. It does give the exact address. Yes, because what what they're trying to make, you know, you just said you have to be spatially aware. Mm-hmm. They want you, one, they want you to know that this person is in your neighborhood, especially if you have children. Right. Yeah, and this, this and person that we're talking about is uh, pornography involving a juvenile. Correct. That will get you killed. Mm-hmm. And shit even in prison that shit will get you killed mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. these motherfuckers man but so they want you like i said you have as a parent or just as a person because just because a sex offender is prone to commit crimes involving juveniles you know it's not i want to know yeah right it's 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 not just about juveniles it's right. about you so, know it's a sickness i found sickness a my ass the motherfucker Mm-hmm. Of um crimes that you could be put on the sex. Or, Becky you know. with the assist, with the research assist. So um, most of them I kind of knew, but there's a couple on here that I found. Oh, one of them I found kind of interesting. Becky, before you start, I just because I, I got Ann dead to rights over here and she tried to uh, swerve a little bit. So you don't think that pissing in public should be. Do you think that you should be put on a sex offender's registry? I think that if you are caught with your genitalia out in public. So, pissing in public. Because with your genitalia in public and someone catches you, mm-hmm. that is a crime against society. So, um, if I may recollect real quick, mm-hmm. that will make you an accomplice. Do a crime against society. And how's that? The homeless man under the bridge looking up, smiling. <laughs> you know what? You real, uh-huh. You, uh-huh. You real See? dumb. Mental Rolodex. You, Mental Rolodex. And are, that even ties back into Hurricane Katrina. But um, real. Go real ahead, Becky. Dumb. All right. So the first item on the list is public urination. Mm. Bullshit. Um, it said it. Is illegal to relieve yourself in public, especially within a certain radius of schools and government buildings. Mm. Man, we used to piss outside at school. Individuals <laughs> who decide to urinate in public usually make attempts to stay out of others' direct line of sight. However, any perpetrator caught committing this crime 
is on the list. Here they say caught. <laughs> and right. so if you are caught. Uh, next one is taking nude photos of yourself as a minor. What? Hold on. Back up, back up, back up. Sexting, back up. basically. Wait, that's why. Did you not? There was like a slew of cases. About these kids actually getting getting um she said taking right. nude so photos of listen, yourself. Right, listen to what she said, sexting. So they had this slew of cases of these children who taking photos, sending them to the boyfriend or the girlfriend, parents find it, now you going down. But if I take the picture and don't send it to anybody else, then the absence of evidence is the evidence of absence. Well, so it's like, how do you, the, here's the thing. If, so if you take it, mm-hmm. right, you don't send it to anybody. Right. And then somebody finds it in your phone. Yes. You're done, son. Because it's basically child pornography, even if you are the one t- doing it. That's wild. I don't agree with that. Next one is solicit- soliciting prostitution. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that either. Indecent exposure yeah, or flashing. Uh-huh. I don't agree with. Ugh. Wait, wait, wait. Let's back up. Back up. So what you are saying is because I, I really want you to listen to what you are saying. If you're talking what about you the are, last one, I'm, I'm still. I'm talking about the last one. Uh, the uh, was the me flashing. Pausing. The, that uh, was me pausing, like oh, bringing that train thought, train of thought to a halt. Um, If. It is exhibitionism, and there are children involved. Flashing? What? Wait. So I'm Let, just, I'm just, I'm just flashing for fun. What am I flashing uh, for? Exhibitionism, and there are children involved. Children I, can see. You. I don't care if children are there. I don't want to see you, Joe. Correct. Because there's people repeatedly do it on the train. As you are in a confined space, and you don't really well, have an option. Well, well, here's the thing. If the bitch didn't want to get pissed on, <laughs> she would have moved. moved. <laughs> so, wait, look so away. How, so, no, 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 no. Look away. No, 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 no. There is, it's like, you pee in public out of necessity. Like, you can't hold it. Right. Okay. I, I, I can see where that is, but the thing is, if you're caught, you're caught. Mm-hmm. Do what you do. The prostitution, I've spoke about this. That's bullshit. I do not agree with that because more often than not, Women are the ones that wind up on this list. Their Johns do not. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that one, I can agree with you. But flashing, there's no medical exigent, okay. medically so, exigent reason for you to be flashing. This is where people. my mind. Because you know what flashing is? Yeah. I am deliberately displaying right. myself. This is where my mind went first when I said I disagree and then I halted the train is my mind went to a college party, bunch of drunk motherfucking frat sorority and a nigga goes streaking. So I'm like, eh, you shouldn't be put just, you, hell yeah. But then Still, I yes. started thinking about other situations where there was at Paul's old apartment complex, there was a dude, this was in uh, Maryland, a dude that lived on the third floor. And every morning before school, he would open his blinds and stand there ass naked so all the little kids that was waiting for the school bus could see him. And he would do it on purpose. And they routinely called the cops and the cops never really did anything. They'd go knock on the dude's door, do one answer, mm-hmm. and that was the end of it. And this happened mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. People like, like, if it's on some perverted shit, yes. But 
again. Wait, when is flashing never perverted? If you're though? drunk at a sorority, it's still perverted. It's still perverted. What the motherfuckers that run across the football field? It's still perverted because you're not. You don't. It's you. You pretend that it's a joke. It's still perverted. Skinny dipping. Because why? Because so, why? So let me get into this one a little bit with uh, their explanation. Okay. So it says public nudity is illegal in every state, although some states allow the practice of certain locations with proper signage <laughs> to warn passerbys, such as nude beaches and private mm-hmm. resorts. Mm-hmm. Outside of these locations, however, public nudity will land a perpetrator on the sex offender registry. This includes brief instances of partial exposure, mm-hmm. exposure mm-hmm. such as quickly exposing or quote unquote mm-hmm. flashing breasts or genitals. So Mardi Gras day. Earlier this year, a high school student in Arizona faced 69 counts of indecent exposure mm-hmm. after taking a dare to expose himself in his football yearbook photo. Wow. See? And that's... Uh. So... The next two, th- three, I kind of, you know, assumed, which would be um, consensual sex between minors, hmm. incest. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with being put on that. Wait, hold on. Consensual sex between two minors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. No sex, off- no sex offender registry you here for me. Like if if I'm just my opinion, but incest definitely. But I think that should also come with a death penalty. We're going from one extreme to another, but go ahead. Computer content in view of minors. Computer content, like child porn, like this dude here on exhibit A. Adults must be careful of the content on their computers and smartphones that are visible to children. If lewd or pornographic content appears on the screen, the adult can face a sex offense charge if children see it usually, quote unquote, risk of injury to a minor or quote unquote, impairing the morals of a child. Both are often uh, referred to as corruption of minors. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily agree with that. I, I wait, what happened? I agree with not. So if I'm in again, this is me thinking outside the box. If I'm in my room, door closed, watching porn and a child just busts in and sees this shit, I'm going on a sex offender. That, that's what I get from that. Yep. I don't agree with that. Yep. I don't agree with that. Yep. And I agree last... that you should not deliberately no, show a child. Know, no, no, no. The kid, you know the kid is up? No, the kid you was asleep. No, why no, do you think no, I am in well, why a is your, room? Wait, why is your door not locked? I don't lock doors. See, that's the problem. That's not the problem. Yeah, the is, prob- that, the problem that's, just is... like, that's just like leaving a gun sitting on the table and the kid is around. That dangerous. is dangerous. It's dangerous. Like yes, that. it is dangerous you're comparing leaving a loaded firearm correct to me watching pornography in my room with my door closed dangerous it's all it's all it's all about society and what society says is corruption of this youthful mind it's dangerous Man, so society this is, is corrupting no, this is, the youthful this is, mind this is what the law says the law says that your guns should be locked up it does not yeah. What law? Find me that uh, what, law. What, what, what? Let me tell you. Find me let, that law. Let me, let me tell you how the law says that your gun should be locked up. Follow me on this one. Let's I'm, go I'm back. Waiting. Oh, yeah. Let's go back to what I just said. You leave a firearm on your table. Mm-hmm. 
child comes, picks it up, pulls the trigger, kills themselves. What's going to happen? In each of the instances that I've seen or heard about that, there were no charges filed. You had the there, woman in there. the east where the baby shot herself in the bed. You even have uh, Tony Dungy's son that found the gun in Guess the uh, what? No Guess, charges. Guess what? Negligence. They that go look it up. Go look it up. You can have negligent charge negligence charges of negligent homicide levied against you. Yeah, but if it's your so, child, you are. 99 percent well, of the time you're going to be you're wait gonna if that. it's your child it's okay for you to kill no, your own if it, child no if it's it, if it's, it's your a, child it's okay to kill your, if it's own your child. child your child dying from your negligence is punishment enough guess so what but that's why that's, be wait wait that's why they don't charge you right does not mean that they can't charge you so, i can charge so you with whatever that, i want that's false you can charge just like that you is, could sue that is anybody no now you can sue anybody for anything but you can't charge me for whatever whenever you want if I'm a police officer, are you, you telling me I cannot you bring you up on charges and you make you face you, charges? You cannot. I can. If I'm a police officer, I can bring. You cannot. Check it out. Follow me. You if cannot. I'm a police officer and I just see you walking down the street mm-hmm. and I say, I don't like the way you look and I'm mm-hmm. a crooked ass mm-hmm. cop. Mm-hmm. Like most cops. I'm going to arrest you, take you down to the station for public urination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to be like, look, book her for public urination. She had her shit out. And pissing all right, over the place right but guess what you don't bring charges prosecutors do that and guess so what cops, so cops cannot charge you with jack but guess what you still gonna face some charges you're not you are that that is gonna be dismissed no yeah absolutely but anyway Leave that it is up to me that you is gonna how, be on a sex of that is how registry. the law works not that it's it's outlined word for word keep your shit locked up but you can face criminal negligence charges if someone were to die so basically having using that same logic porn if you're watching porn depending on what kind of porn it is because child born is a no-no and but depend- you should be on a list but, for some shit like that but i agree with that depending on what kind of porn it is you watching porn in your room great do what you do but if there is children in in the house and they're there and you're not doing it behind a locked door where they can't come inside. You're negligent because mm-hmm. you you are because there is. I don't care if the child was asleep. I don't care if they've been asleep for two hours. There's always a what chance they that they get two days. <laughs> don't matter. <laughs> not a dead. No, but um, there is a possibility, and you know that there is a possibility that they're gonna come, gonna walk through the door because your children walk in your room at night. They do it. Hell, I don't have kids, but when I have kids at my house, the, all hours of the freaking night, they I'd li- freaking I'd like get to up. Pose a question real quick to the Black Law and Legalized listeners: Have you ever walked in on your parents fucking? And now let's pose a question in here. I can say I have not. I have not, but I've heard it. I have not. I have not, but I heard it, and I am scarred for life. <laughs> you know where I got that from? Um, you remember when Sean's mother came back? To live with Henry yes. and he bust yes. in the room. Yes. Man. But um yes. but no, I honestly, if you're doing that, you have the right to do it, but you have to take precautions. Now, again, so, I w I'm let me just be clear here. I think I'm gonna use Anne's Anne's uh something she says often is the good have to suffer for the bad, which is if I'm watching porn in my room alone not expecting any interruptions and boom, I'm interrupted and somehow 
cops find out. However, that, in my opinion, is a good suffering for the bad because I think what this law is meant is for an adult who showing grooming, right, right. grooming kids. Right. That's absolutely right. So here's the last, and to me, the most surprising one. Oh, can we guess? Yeah, take a guess. Hmm. Mm-mm-mm. I got nothing. Anal sex, but I think that's off the books now. Oh, sorry me. Neither one. Um, (laughs) It is hugging. Yes. As surprising as this one may be, you may face a sex offense charge for hugging another person without consent. They 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 have a case. Um, In 2013, a 13-year-old had to register... As a sex offender, after being accused of trying to consistently hug a girl mm-hmm. during his years in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, uh, sex offender registries can be vital so, so, to public safety. Actually. But when court orders, but when the court orders a person to file as a sex offender for one of the above offenses, one can understand the associated humiliation and lifelong consequences uh, can be harsh, especially if the person poses no threat. So, to Dan's point, the good suffer for the bad. The salt and battery. Uh, that's something that needs to be corrected at home and not in a court uh, setting, well, you know I what? don't think. Most of these, most criminal laws are things that should be corrected at home and not by the government. But because... It was not addressed because, you know, think about it. You think most sex offenders just one day say, bam, I'm going to be a sex offender. You know, you think most pedophiles. How do you? That is a weird place to end up, though. How do you get there? That's the thing. Do you really think that most pedophiles wake up one day and say, I want to molest children? I mean, that just like that. Look, let's think about Jeffrey Dahmer. You know, he woke up one day and said, I want to slice, slice and dice and, you know, kill people and eat them. I think There's a progression. Yeah, this, that's still fucking weird. Like me right now at my age, anybody under the age of about 25, 26 to me, I consider them a child. Oh, so that's the ones you want. No. Yeah. Anybody mm-hmm. under 25, 26 years old. That's a no-go. No, that's the ones you want because those are the vulnerable ones. You know how many broken, vulnerable, 40-year-old bitches it is out here, son? Wait, why? They have to be. I had to put some emphasis on that. 40-year-old bitches, really. Broken and vulnerable because they've been through the ringer. Really? They've been through the ringer. Really? You think so? Yeah, they've been cheated on, heartbroke, 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 cheated on. Man, you crazy. You know what? Man, you have you have this ones. you have this skewed view of women. You know people. People. You you do because it's like Okay, so at 40, have you did did you not no, face I was heartbreak? At, at 40, I was heartbreak. at 40 heartbreak. and beyond. I've never been a heartbroke, broke down, or up, a bitch. So up from up until you turned 40. Never faced heartbreak before. No. I believe well, it doesn't, I, wait, it doesn't, wait, I believe on this show it doesn't wait, work for sociopaths. I believe on the show we've discussed this. I don't let myself get close enough to people to suffer heartbreak. That's a goddamn lie. We'll explore that another time. But that is That is a not lie. a lie. That is not a lie. lie. That's that not lie. a lie. That's Becky? What was the question again? 
<laughs> so the question is whether the evidence is exculpatory or inculpatory. Because <laughs> that's why we started with this. Yeah, thing. we went but off. Yeah. So, real quick, because I have to ask these questions. How did I get on sleep paralysis and how did we get here? Man, look, we go down the rabbit hole a whole hell of a lot around here. But it's all, you know, it's all like layered on top of each other because one thing leads to another we were talking about sex offenders and evidence about rape and things like that but ultimately if if the evidence could be or substantially exculpatory what your defense attorney would do is motion to dismiss and just because something um because it it has to do a lot of it with your fourth amendment rights you know so due process so you you basically have to have a fair trial and that evidence especially if it was exculpatory could basically free you and it's not there and especially too in cases where there's prosecutorial misconduct because you know there are many times that evidence disappears Mm -hmm. because the prosecutor knows that this would free somebody. I mean, we have cases like that right now, actually in Orleans parish, if I remember correctly in Orleans parish, there are cases that are being um, right now. They're contemplating dismissing several cases because of this detective who was found to have been planting evidence, some drug offenders. Y'all mm. didn't hear about that? I did not, yeah, but it some, doesn't surprise me. Yeah, some, um, some detective was planting evidence related to, as I said, drug offenses. And there is this uh, discussion being had about whether or not to open up like this slew of cases that he actually worked on to see if what he did, if he repeatedly did this. So, yeah. In um, situations like that, I think all cases need to be retried at a minimum. And that's something I saw in reading the article about the evidence missing from Hurricane Katrina is, Uh again, we talked about the body fluids, the DNA, even some of the things like murder weapons were contaminated and what happened in a lot of the case, there, there were numerous cases that were dismissed. There were other cases where they were dismissed and then retried. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know how that something like that works. Well, if it so basically what what should ultimately happen is the prosecution goes back to try to see if they think that they can discover other evidence, you know, other things that would basically um, help try the case. But, you know, something like a smoking gun or ballistic reports and things like that that you can't get again. Like you lose the gun and then you lose the ballistics report. And then, like, you don't have nothing tying the person to the weapon that was used. You don't know what weapon was used. You know, you're kind of on uphill battle. You might have eyewitnesses that saw it you know, that can place this person here shooting this person. Now they dead or you can't get a hold of them. Right. So it's like it, you have to weigh the whole. Cause, and that's, you know, just saying that P 
people think that if you're caught and you are jailed, that you will ultimately be tried. And that's not necessarily true. You have to. Don't you have. Isn't there also a limit to where you can only be in jail waiting trial for X amount of time before before they have to release you? Basically, it's you're there unless they say that you're a material witness and they can keep you for a specified number of days, specified time limit. Basically, they have to charge you with something. And sometimes even after charging you, like I said, the the prosecutor may decide that they're not going to try you. And, you know, we talked about bills of information and indictments. So, you know, prosecutor can look at the case, look at the evidence involved and decide we don't even have enough to bring to a jury. Mm -hmm. So they just let people go. And this is exactly why we always say do not talk to the police because your own words Mm -hmm. can be used against you. Even if you Mm -hmm. did this shit Mm -hmm. and you confess to it. And all the evidence is gone. Guess mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. You confess to the crime. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but I was, I want to say 20 cases or so were dropped completely. And they were violent cases. Mm-hmm. And there were people that reoffended and ended up back in the mm-hmm. system. And then the other thing that blew my mind was the Orleans, um, what, what was it called? The Indigent Defenders Program. Mm-hmm. The Basically, the, the court-appointed lawyers went from... I think it was like 18 lawyers to like three. So the Louisiana bar started donating lawyers, basically Mm -hmm. like here, here, here. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to help you all out because, yo, and then. Because you have because you have the right to a fair trial Mm -hmm. and you have the right to an attorney. And if you can't afford an attorney, one will be appointed for you. And then, you know, we talk, we've talked about this before, the right to a speedy trial, mm-hmm. right? So if there's only three lawyers and a hundred, <laughs> you know, a hundred perpetrators, a hundred defendants, and these three lawyers are trying to handle all these cases, it's crazy. The Indigent Defenders Program in Orleans Parish had been on shaky ground yeah, even forever, before. You know, right. they they're on shaky ground now. Man, like, the thing that surprised me, too, is talking about the um the district attorney's office is I didn't realize there were so many ADAs. There were like t- 20, I think, somewhere around 20 assistant district attorneys. The The starting salary for them were thirty thousand dollars. But after Katrina, they were down to I want to say five. Mm-hmm. So you lost like 80% of your assistant district attorneys. You lost like 90% of your public defenders. I can see throwing a lot of these, dismissing a lot of these cases. And then how the hell do you get a jury? Especially after see, Katrina. That was the thing that, that, you know, there were so many reasons why, I mean, evidence was lost. You couldn't, you couldn't um, form a jury just so many different things. And, you know, they, I know, I think I read too that, you know, they, they sent a lot of cases to other jurisdictions. That's what I was just thinking. That, Baton Rouge um, or, yeah, yeah. In order to, uh, to try it or whatever. But I mean, 
it's really it's really crazy when you think about all the intricacies that go into criminal trials and and where you know you talked about getting off on technicalities everything is technical that's why you have to follow every step cross every t dot every i because you can get off on a technicality quite often and a lot of cases here do that but now in 2021 16 years after hurricane katrina there are a lot of fail safes that have been put into place things such as documenting evidence um mm-hmm. digitally techno- yeah technology yeah. they have they they have a whole new system cuz you know back in the day before they they actually started digitizing the inventory a lot of cases got admit- dismissed not because the evidence was actually lost but it is because it was lost in the warehouse like there was not a a real system to catalog so it's like pen and paper right i would ask you i need this evidence and the book might say okay it's on uh shelf 35 row 10 box number this and you go there and it's not there or the whole box is missing or you want to know what's crazy is speaking to that is again in the article i was reading they found some evidence from 1980s that they had lost in the 1980s, mm-hmm. in the but they 80s. found it after Katrina. That's right. That's like, correct. Damn. And so- that was that was the reason why, you know, you think prior to that, you had what, Eddie Jordan? No, nah, he came up after Katrina. Well, who well was, he was an assistant. No, Connick. Who was, no, no, Connick was y'all. No, Connick was our, our um, district attorney. I don't know who was before Eddie Jordan. I think it was. Harry Connick? Was it? I think it was. Man, look, such a long time ago. But there were buku cases that got dropped or dismissed or just swept under the rug. I mean, that whole, our whole criminal justice system in Orleans Parish, Katrina did something for it because a lot of it was modernized and kind of revolutionized because it was a travesty. It really was. Man, and it still is, but... Now we have technology. Now we have Zoom. You can get you a Zoom jury going on. And like <laughs> the little. As a result of the pandemic. That yes. dude said, uh, I am not a cat, your honor. I am ready to proceed. <laughs> I am not a cat. So yeah, that was funny. Anyway, uh, take away from this episode what you will, but you probably won't get off if your city gets destroyed by a natural disaster. No, it all depends. If, if, if they freaking lose all the evidence that they had against you it's a great possibility that Harry Connick senior yeah great possibility that um you could get off or they could plead you out to a, a far lesser charge than what you were looking at i mean there were there are things that you can do you know but that's all about rolling the dice you know if you really think that okay the evidence is lost but what do they have left if you think it's enough to get me put in jail for years, you know, 20 years, I'm not rolling the dice. But if you say to yourself, shoot, I think they lost the, the, you know, the stuff that could definitely get me put behind bars for a long period of time. Roll the dice. In a lot of cases, they plea you out to a right. lesser charge. So, And the thing that killed me, too, I'll wrap up saying this, is 
I'm sure no one's thought of this yet, except for the people out there like me, is what happened to all the drugs that were confiscated and held as evidence? Well, they said the rats, rats ate, ate them. Yeah. They said rats right. ate all of the drugs. Not all the drugs. All, so in my you. head, it was all <laughs> no, of the let drugs. Let me tell you, like the rats, the rats were eating like the marijuana, the cocaine, like uh, rats were eating. It was crazy. They didn't have anything else. So they were munching on bodies and drugs. And then they were eating roaches for the, the liquid. Yeah. Right. So it was like, man, the rats, they see what I said? Man, Survival of the fittest. New York. Y'all want to talk about rats. Y'all rats. Y'all got the best rats. Do y'all have rats on coke, though? <laughs> Do y'all have coked up rats? <laughs> this has been another episode of Black Law and Legalize. Keep up with us all social media platforms at Black Law Podcast. My name is Dan. You can keep up with me. My name is Dan, a.k.a. If it glove don't fit, you must acquit. Keep up with me on Twitter and IG at I am Dan on drugs. Just dumb. And I'm just Dan. And you can follow me on Twitter at I tell legal lies. And this is Becky. And you all know what not to do. Hmm. Afro Becky. Hmm. Fly as Hell. Wow. I was going to say, like, Becky. Mm-hmm.